welcome to the last episode of the Bantwango podcast. I'm Nicole Hoagland, the new managing director of Bantwango. And with me today, I have Carl Locko, one of the co-founders. So welcome, Carl. Hey, Nicole. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's really going on. So let's explain that last, what that means. Yeah. We're not done. We're just going to trans. We're moving over to a new format. It's going to be called the 9420 yes. podcast. And it's going to be with you, me, and uh, one of our associates, Greg Riggle. I'm going to discuss music. I don't know. I'm just going to talk. Make it make it less interviewee-like and more just conversational. Just two guys talking about, you know, the business. And I think each week we're going to introduce some new artists around town. Yeah. You know, play at least three or four of their tunes. And, uh, you know, see how that goes. Anyway. Yeah, no, we're planning on just having fun. We're going to really bring educational stuff to it, but at the same time, let to, let you get to know Carl and Greg and myself and um, really make it where you guys are tuning in, hopefully every week and learning new things and introducing you guys to new artists and being able to just talk about what this music industry landscape is like in 2020. And you're either going to learn to love us or you're going <laughs> to learn to hate us. Yeah, so. you're either going to tune in because you absolutely love what we're talking about or you're going to tune in to see the antics that Greg and Carl bring to the table. So what do you want to talk about today? Being so, our last official Ben Twango podcast. Well, I think today the importance would probably be just talking about crowdfunding in general, especially because over the last couple of weeks we've seen and learned um, a lot about what not only what it takes to succeed, but what people are needing to do in order to take their career to the next level and how crowdfunding can play a factor into that. Um, and also just talk about things that artists should be mindful of when they're coming to the website and they're looking about applying and figuring out how to make sure that their campaign is successful. I think one issue that we've always seemed to have or have had is that artists don't really get basically what we do, that we're, that we're primarily a crowdfunding you know, platform for country music artists, and also how that can help them. A lot of artists still shy away from the crowdfunding model because they think they're, I don't know, I hate to use the word, but they think they're they're begging their fans for uh, for donations and money as opposed to asking them to help them for their career. In reality, what they're doing is just taking the middleman out, which would be the label, because that's what they do, puts the product out, and then they ask for the money. So what you're doing is just taking them out of the equation. And, and nowadays, you know, with... With, with social media and technology, you, you can get your product out there by yourself. So you can really have a great career or at least start your career on your own at your own terms. You know, and get it to a level where then when you do, you know, approach your, a label, you have um, some clout or some credibility and like, you can get a better deal. And So that's one of the things that we want people to understand about. And also how Band Twango is probably the, the best choice to make if you're a country artist trying to do a crowdfunding campaign. Absolutely. Well, and I think too, what you just said about the label is still there. We're, we're not saying we're not a company. We're like, oh, don't do label like blah, 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 blah. No, they're but, great. but nowadays, in order to get a label to even look at you, there's so much work that you as an artist have to do with building your social media followings, showing how much you've invested in producing your own music, how much you've actually been able to generate revenue wise because of that. Um, and until you have that data to present to them, most labels aren't necessarily going to look at you unless you are the overnight viral sensation, which ha happens maybe in one in a million people. Right. Um, and I think nowadays, because of social media and because a lot of people are seeing that viral aspect, they're wanting that without realizing that that probably every, isn't going to happen. For every Billie Eilish and Post Malone, there's five billion 
non-Billie Eilish's or, or non-Post Malone's that didn't do it. So they're, they're the rarity. And I think also the music industry today, it's pretty much, even though with the technology and it's all high tech and social media, it's really kind of the way it used to be back in the 60s. It's the ironic thing to me. It's how, it's how it used to be before the industry got, you know, fat. So now it's basically where it's grassroots, do it yourself. Back in the days in the 60s, you basically sold your records out of your car, you did all that kind of stuff, and that's how you got attention to the labels. And then they would come and swoop in once you got some, you know, did some grassroots work and made something happen. Nowadays, it's the same thing. There's no more, we're back in the, in the 70s when the industry had a, you know, was in its heyday. They would take artists, develop them for three, four, five albums, give them tour support, put them on the road, grow them as artists until they got to that place where they were then successful. Nowadays, that's not the case. Nowadays, you know, if they do sign you, you don't do something substantial out of the box, you're dropped, mm -hmm. and then it's next. So in order to, to kind of like, you know, counterbalance that, you need to bring to the table so much more. So that, and with social media and technology, you can do that, but that takes money. Well, it takes money, and at the same time, they, that may not necessarily be the goal that artists have these days. I think, especially because, like you said, we have so much going on technology-wise that they've almost been able to develop this middle class of musicians where you can have a career and you can make a living, but you don't necessarily have to have the goal or aspiration to get signed by a label. You can still make your music and control it and have it be independent. And at the same time, you know, 20 years from now, still have been able to bring in a living and provide for yourself because of the fact that you're able to have your social media fans invest in you in whatever way, shape or form that could be. Yeah, I, th I think success in the music industry has changed. I think what it looks like is different. I think um, there's still the Taylor Swift careers, the Katy Perry careers, the big Lady Gaga careers where you know, they sell a million, millions of records but still not as many as they used to, but, and, and they're on TV and they're all over and they're selling out you know, arenas. But, you know, but there were these great boutique careers for like songwriters and bands where you can make a great living on your own. I mean, like, you don't make like a half a million dollars, a million dollars a year just by touring 200 nights a year, you know, putting out, you know, your own product. And, and the thing is, like the oldies, what, you, what you're able to do because of the technology, you can create the merchandise yourself, you can put out the records, yourself you can market it yourself all you really kind of need is a little bit of money to do that and that's where the crowdfunding comes in if you have a fan base you build your fan base and through crowdfunding you can raise the capital needed to put those products together and then get your career started mm -hmm. you know and that's what we're here to help you do you know so you can do it on your own terms and don't have to be you know beholden to like chasing the record label or chasing the you know, what they want or, or chasing radio or chasing the hamster wheel of what everyone else is doing and, and not necessarily being afraid to break out of it because you are able to do it with the money that your fans are, are willing to give you at that point. Um, cause at the same time you can kind of get stuck in a rut just based off of what your social circles are doing. So crowdfunding can be the answer to help you get out of that and be doing what you know you need to do in order to get your career to the place where you want it to be. I think so. I think, um, and also I, th I find, you know, this is the kind of a, off on a different tangent, which I do all the time. But I think artists today too, you know, primarily in country music, because that's kind of the genre we're in, is that I see a lot of artists working hard, but they're not working smart. You know, they're just um, spending a lot of time, you know, gigging a lot, playing Broadway or, or, or working five nights a week doing their four song rounds. 
and every other club and they're always around and then every you know two months or three months they drop a new single to Spotify and get a few maybe some get 50,000 streams if they're lucky and it looks like something but it really doesn't really mean anything or else they'll do a video maybe get it on CMT the artist 12 pack or whatever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which is like doesn't really parlay into anything so then and, but all doesn't lead to anything it's just this little circle like you said the hamster wheel and they're working hard and they're doing stuff but it doesn't really further their career. And I think that's what we'd like to help, not only help you raise the money, you know, but once you do raise that money, what we think you need to do with it to spend it wisely to help you get to that next level in your career so it can mean something, yeah. you know, but so that, that, that's what we're here to do, so. No, but I think it's good because at the end of the day, if, you, if you're an artist and you know that you want to do something with your career, but you don't know what that next move is or what that purpose is behind it, you can really get caught in doing the same thing over and over and over again because there is no direction, there is no path. Um, and that's really where, besides the crowdfunding aspect, we're able to help guide you in what we know would be the best use of your time and the best use of the money that you've raised. Because mm. um, at the end of the day, if that can get you to the next level or it can get you to a place where you know you need to be, I mean, then we've really done our job. A lot of people today in, in, in Nashville, a lot of new new artists, they, they're chasing that Spotify stream or Spotify playlist. And sure, if you get on these big playlists, you can, you know, move the needle a little bit, but it's hard. It's, it, it's, it's again, it's, it's limited. So we're like, I think they're, they should concentrate more on, or at least equally on, let's say, music licensing for TV and film, which I think could give them much more visibility and even make them more money initially than, than, than streams can. You know, uh, I think a million streams will generate maybe $2,000 or something absurd like that, or, or $5,000, where one license you know, on a TV show can, can give you twice that, you know, for one, just for one song, you know, so. Carl, so why don't we at this point talk a little bit more about crowdfunding and, and kind of get your thoughts on not just how to be successful, but like how to actually do it correctly. Well, first off, I think, you know, once you, you get over the fact that crowdfunding, I think, is the future, I think raising money through your fan base is how it's going to be. I equate it to, like, um, computer dating. Because, you know, back in, like, 2001, you know, when it first started happening, you know, that was kind of creepy. I'm not putting my name online. I'm not going to do those things. Now it's, like, commonplace. Oh, yeah. I think, like, 70% of people meet online now. It's going to be something that's going to be done more and more, mm -hmm. you know. I find the few artists that have been crowdfunding have been utilizing Kickstarter and Indiegogo and uh, GoFundMe. And, and, and the thing that's odd about that is that, you know, we did some, some, some research. Kickstarter has about a 36% success rate. That means 64% of, of their campaigns fail. But their music campaigns, you know, their music artist campaigns, they're about a 49% um, success rate. You know, so that means 51% of those artists fail. GoFundMe, it's like 12%. 12% of the artists' campaigns, you know, are successful. With Band Twango, because we're curated and because of how our approach and we help, we help each artist, we have a, almost 80% success rate because we, we know how to help you do the campaign where Kickstarter, Indiegogo, those other companies, they're great companies, but basically anybody and their brother just put up a campaign, you know, and what you do, you do, and if you, you get it, you get it. Once it's over, if you, if you didn't make your goal, you may or may not get your money, there might be a surcharge, this and that. With us, you know, we're there from the beginning with you. You know, we talk to you, we have our, you know, our associates or our, our reps from day one to help you build your campaign, help you, um, 
you know, put it together, get your incentives, you know, you know, your duration. And if you maybe need a little more time, we can give you more time. So, you know, band triangle, if, if you're a country music artist and you're thinking of doing a um, uh, crowdfund campaign, you'd be silly not to use band triangle, you know, because we're just so much better than all the other ones out there when it comes to country music artists. Well, and I think too, we also just give you your money. If even if you raise five percent of your goal, we give it to you. We don't we don't give it back to your fans because at that point, your fans are then still investing in your career. Even if it's only a couple hundred dollars, there's still things that you can do with that money, and we want to make sure you're able to get it. So yeah, with like, I think with Kickstarter, if you don't reach your goal, you don't get your money. With Indiegogo, if you don't reach your goal, they give you a penalty. With us, as long as you could um, fulfill the incentives you promised. If you only raise ten percent of your goal, you'll get that money, you know. And uh, and as far as what we what we charge, we're right in there. We charge seven percent, you know, uh, of the uh, of the gross plus the credit card fees, which is basically what GoFundMe does. I think GoFundMe might be five. I think Kickstarter can be anywhere from six to ten. So like we're right in the ballpark. So we we cost the same. And the thing is too with us with those companies, once your campaign is done, that's it. With us. Once you're in the Ben Twangle family, our ears are open to anything you need, for, you know, going forward. Like, you know, we've helped artists after the fact get on CMT, you know, get, you know, open up for Old Dominion or Rascal Flats. We've got them on some good Spotify playlists. We got this one artist a record deal. We you had know, three artists go to New York and open for Ray Lynn and Daniel Bradbury. Yeah, we, we, we got you, you know, opening, great opening. You know, we, so we basically, you know, and plus we'll guide you. We'll be helped artists, you know, come to the office and talk to us about numerous things. So basically, once you're in our family, the door's never closed to you. That's why we're, we're, we're far and away better than any of those companies when it comes to crowdfunding for country music artists. Well, and I think too, it, it's one of those things where we've been around for almost four years now and we're seeing artists who've had success in the past come back and do multiple campaigns, especially right, Geneve, right. Geneve um, for example, Geneva Rose Mitchell. She just had her second campaign with us that for all intensive purposes was way more successful in a shorter period of time because she had the experience of what she needed to do from her first campaign. And her first campaign was, in hindsight, a success. It just took a little longer. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, crowdfunding is, is still something that people still shy away from. And uh, and I think um, you can do it yourself. You don't need labels to manufacture your records. You don't need a label to, like, you know, put you in the studio because the studio still costs $100,000. You don't need that anymore. You can record it at home, you know, at home studios and do quality stuff. You can, like, you know, do your own merch by yourself, book your own tours online. So all you need is a little bit of money to do that. And that's one thing the labels would offer. And now they're not even offering that. So basically you can bypass the labels initially and really get your career started, you know, and be really successful. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to help you artists do. And I would say if you're listening to this and you have any interest, by all means, go to bantwango.com. Um, and if you really just want to have a conversation to see if this could be something that would be worthwhile, email myself, which is Nicole at bantwango.com or email Carl, which is Carl at bantwango.com. We're always open to having conversations with artists and making sure that this is truly the right next step for wherever you're at in your career to make sure your fans are investing in you. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so like we said before in the beginning, this will be the last official Bantwango podcast. Um, the next one that you will see will be the 9420, which is going to be a the number 94 the word 20. 20. 
So it's going to be really fun, which is going to feature myself, Carla Laco, who's on here, and Greg Riggle talking all about music, um, introducing you guys to new and interesting artists each and every single week. Um, and we're going to talk about publishing, we're going to talk about music rights, uh, pretty much anything to do with being an artist today and, and, how we, and how we can help and try to like, you know, I think a lot of misinformation out there and they got a lot of people, do, and because of this new landscape, kind of like the Wild West out there now, there's no real path like there used to be and uh, a lot of artists don't know what to really do and they don't even know what an accessible career even looks like, never mind how to start one, you know, so we're going to try to help you navigate that. Yep. So that is it for this last podcast. Um, but if you are interested in submitting your music for the new 9420 podcast, um, we'll have more information coming out very soon on how you can do that to see if you can be one of the featured artists of the week. You know what? Just um, email to uh, submit at 9420.com. Yeah. 94, the number, the word 20. Don't tell me why, but that's how we're doing <laughs> If any, if that's any indication, it's going to be a really fun show. All right. Thanks, Nicole. You're welcome. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.